time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Hello, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, tremendous young sportscaster. He's all over Fox Sports Radio. Dan Beyer, we're going to be playing What If with Dan in just a second. I know a very exciting new feature here on Play With Pain. First, let me thank uh, one of my real sponsors, MeUndies. MeUndies has cracked the comfort code. They start with sustainably sourced beechwood trees that turn from pulp to yarn, to underwear that feel like heaven on your skin. The fiber's called micromodal. That's the way I like to pronounce it, and which means trees. That's the softest fabric in the entire world. Plus, get this, it gets softer with every wash, and it comes in classic solids or bright colors or wild prints like pandas and sushi and stuff like that. That sounds more like you, doesn't it? MeUndies is a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchasers, and I encourage you to do this, get 15% off plus free shipping. It's a slam dunk because they got a 100% satisfaction guarantee. To get the 15% off your first order plus free shipping and the 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash pain. That's MeUndies.com slash pain. So go get MeUndies incredible underwear right to your door. You will thank me. Also, my stat man, Jeff Cesario's new comedy album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere, recorded at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And as always, before we get to my guest, Dan Beyer, time for the Waterhouse Update, brought to you by Abracadaver, the world's best dead magician, or is he? NFL Packers cruise past Detroit like some tech punk's Tesla on autopilot. Tom Brady bouncing back faster than dollar store cotton candy. The Bears are the NFL's nickelback. No one can explain their success. 49ers Jimmy Garoppolo carted off the field, taken to Manhattan's Stop Whining Medical Center, where he was cheek slapped and released. That wrap-up sponsored by Frenzy, the app that finds you way too many friends. NBA, Lakers squeak by Denver like a cat getting under a fence. Bucks, Giannis, and Teto Campo wins MVP, said LeBron James. Psst, I'm 35. The Celtics, like a used car salesman with gambling debts, they just keep coming at you. That wrap-up sponsored by I'm Not a Fan, the portable fan that's as soft as a judgmental whisper. College football, former Cowboys superstar Deion Sanders named coach at Jackson State said Sanders, does this mean I got to come every day? Golf, Bryson DeChambeau wins the U.S. Open, but Danny Lee six putts from four feet out to take the Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1964, the place Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Cincinnati Reds' Chico Ruiz steals home to beat the Phillies one to nothing. Said Ruiz, I can't spend all night at the ball park. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Diafolical, the hair tint endorsed by Satan himself. Now, 
Woo, finally, time to play What If. My guest today, a regular contributor on Fox Sports Radio. He currently teams up with Mike Harmon on a great fantasy sports show. He hails from tiny, frigid Merrill, Wisconsin. Let's say hi to Dan Beyer. Dan, how are you today? Chet, it is great to be with you. And for all of those in the northern regions, get those old blankets out. A freeze could be coming very soon. Yeah, yeah. Get the and uh, put the covers on the rose bushes and stuff yes. like that. Y- you got to protect them for, oh, probably eight months. Okay, we don't have, let's dive right into to the realm of the unknown and let's make it known. That's sort of my mystical intro. Ah, forget it. What if Anthony Davis doesn't hit that three against Denver Sunday and the series is tied 1 1? Are the Lakers in trouble if that had happened? And maybe, indeed, they're still not out of the woods. What do you think? What if he doesn't make that shot? Then the series goes five games instead of four. So this thing is a foregone conclusion. (laughs) It just sped up the process and allowed us to get to the NBA Finals sooner. So you have zero faith in the uh, cardiac kids from the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) <laughs> you think, oh, I, I'll, I'll take a six-piece nugget, but they've done this about nine or ten times, and I think at some point their luck's got to run out. I mean, they've been down 3-1 in both of their series in the NBA yeah. bubble. Now yeah. you expect to do it against the Lakers? Uh, I just – I don't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're running a 120-yard dash on a 100-yard dash field. What if – Dan Byers from Wisconsin. The Packers don't draft – Jordan Love, is Aaron Rodgers as laser-focused as he's been these first two games? Did that mm. light a little fire under him? I think it did, Chet. I really think it did. I also think it helps Aaron Rodgers to be in Matt LaFleur's system for the second straight year. Now, it may be disrespectful to Aaron Rodgers' professionalism to think that the threat of a possible a younger quarterback or his heir apparent would end up motivating him. But I think that it did. I think that it had a, a big a big effect on Aaron Rodgers. And Jordan's, Jordan Love's not even the backup quarterback right now. He's even the third string. But yet, I think that did motivate Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers look really, really good. I know it was the Lions. I know it was the Lions. And the Vikings haven't shown much. But the Packers look really, really good, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they did. And you were kind of surprised that second what-if was much better than the first. That brought to you by Crambulance, the multi-stop paramedic bus. Cut your emergency travel bill by as much as 80% with Crambulance. What if? Dan Byers, Fox Sports Radio. Kawhi had stayed in Toronto. Do they take the East? Do they cakewalk through the East and maybe take the NBA title? If Kawhi stayed in Toronto, we would be having an Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. That is absolutely what would have happened. They would have run it back. The the Raptors are stability. The Clippers are up and down and up and down. Kawhi would have definitely uh, led them to the Eastern Conference Final and likely would have solidified himself as uh, maybe the greatest Canadian athlete outside of Loverboy's Mike Reno. But that's that's a whole different yeah. story. No, you can't top Loverboy uh, with the sweatband around the head. And hope, anyway, <laughs> what if a college football player 
get seriously sick from COVID, what's the fallout here? I mean, we're kind of blindly moving forward. I guess it's not blind. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the uh, presidents and chancellors of the university got enough uh, medical protocol in place where they felt comfortable, but I think, Dan, a lot of that to me is them going, okay, well, they can't sue our pants off if something happens here. What, what happens if someone gets, get, gets laid out, has to go to the hospital uh, on one of these football fields? I'll, I'll tell you what happens. Only eight people know about it, and the kid likely plays on Saturday. You have now had coaches come out in uh, consecutive weeks saying, we aren't going to make our coronavirus positive tests public because we feel it is a, an advantage, a competitive advantage for the other team and putting our own team at a competitive disadvantage. Jeremy Pruitt of Tennessee said as much. Lincoln Riley, who's actually been at the forefront in all of this at Oklahoma, uh, of, of wanting to be safe and wanting to take the proper steps, even said it a few weeks back. So if a player tests positive, uh, a big-name player, and only that player, I think that uh, we may not hear about it. A breakout, Chet, a completely different story right. on a team, but in yeah. a single individual, if that happens, I think there's a good chance we didn't know that it happened. Wow, why don't we just uh, get old dueling pistols and get it <laughs> over with? What if Lou Williams' favorite strip club really does have good wings? What <laughs> Is it even a story if everybody goes, oh, that strip club, they have the best wings in Atlanta. I mean, what if, what if they have great wings? Seriously. And, and then it's a half story and maybe not even a story. I don't even know if that's a what if, because I've had people tell me that, yeah, there's a reason why they, that Lou Williams went there, because they are so good. This isn't just a... A, a phantom story apparently magic city is magic with their wings so this is a this is wow. a real deal holyfield when it comes to when it comes to the wings now i i can honestly say never been to magic city so i wouldn't know yeah. what kind of tricks they turn inside there but apparently they turn out some good wings yeah but do you have to send your wings back for glitter what if the baseball season had happened unimpeded how many brawls would the Houston Astros shame tour have caused up to this point? Ooh. <laughs> uh, they got lucky with this thing in a weird way. They got lucky because I think stadiums full of people would have just booed the bejesus out of them. It would have been a lot easier for other teams as well to maybe take retaliation when you had twenty to 30,000 fans behind yeah. your back and supporting you. That's actually what makes Joe Kelly and the Dodgers – even better considering yeah. that that series was also in Houston at the time. So it wasn't like they were in their own home settings, but I think there would have been a lot more retaliation. And honestly, I don't think that you'll see it next season. I don't think that, I think that this thing is, is moved on the Kelly situation. Yeah. I don't think other teams will be taking their grudges out on Houston, but uh, yeah, they dodged one completely, but that actually is what makes Joe Kelly and the Dodgers situation that much better in my eyes. Yeah, Joe Kelly was definitely the lead scout on this whole thing. Brought to you by Grampoline, the goose down trampoline for retirees. Easy does it with Grampoline. What if Matthew Stafford had Barry Sanders in his backfield? Is he a, is he a two-time Super Bowl <laughs> oh, winner? <laughs> oh my I mean, the guy goodness. hasn't had much 
around him at various times. I know there's, well, that, that might be the what if. What if Detroit didn't have so many problems? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually look at my broadcasting career as the Detroit Lions of broadcasting. Uh, never much hope <laughs> and usually more disappointing than you would uh, turn out to believe. And that's what we've seen through the first two weeks. Now, now mind you, Barry Sanders wouldn't have been able to stop the Bears from coming back in week one. Barry Sanders also wouldn't have been able to stop the aforementioned Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones from putting up 40-some points. I think Barry Sanders would probably be dealing with the same sort of stuff that Barry Sanders dealt with during a majority of his time in Detroit. Uh, Unfulfilled promises, maybe a glimpse of hope here and there, but other than that, constant disappointment. Right. But he would have had, uh, you know, a shoulder to cry on in the huddle. What if Tiger Woods hadn't gotten caught screwing around? Does his game still falter just because of age? Age in golf sometimes can overtake you quick, man. So Mm. even if this whole scandal had to come down, does his game still slowly deteriorate or does he ride it out for another five or six years unencumbered? I think that Tiger's body was starting to catch up with him. Remember when he won the 14th major, which was now 12 years ago. I hope we can go back that far. He played on a broken leg and then needed knee surgery. So he cost himself the rest of the season. And it wasn't until then that next, uh, next fall in 2009 that everything ended up falling apart. He's actually been a roller coaster throughout his career, but Tiger's maybe biggest downfall, not aside from his health was, all of the guys that he inspired to play golf who've all of a sudden became mega stars on the PGA tour, like Jordan Spieth, the Justin Thomases. I mean, that's where you really saw what Tiger Woods did for the game of golf, because all of these then kids became the new young stars of the PGA tour and started moving up leaderboard. So, so in a little weird way, if Tiger was still healthy, maybe there would have been another major if there was no, no accident, but those young guys were starting to come up in the mid, you know, the mid uh, 20 teens and uh, starting to win majors there. So I'm not sure on how much more success Tiger would have had, uh, even if he didn't have the Escalade issue. Yeah. And who hasn't had an Escalade issue? Uh, <laughs> Tiger Woods uh, uh, actually created an environment in which players uh, uh, defeated Tiger Woods. So, yes. so it's his own damn fault for being so inspirational. <laughs> All right. uh, that brought to you by Ad Nauseum. Oh, this is a good one, Dan. The tummy medicine that really works if you keep taking it and taking it and taking it. What if... Saquon Barkley doesn't get injured this past Sunday. Does it even really affect the giant season? He's a tremendous back, but I, I, you know, it's the difference between maybe eight and eight and six and 10 and probably missing the playoffs both ways. The, Sad uh, the, to say, but. Do you realize how many NFC least puns we are going to be dealing with for the next 15 weeks of the NFL season thanks to the Saquon Barkley injury the Washington football team the Cowboys needing a miracle just to get their first win and the Eagles are a mess I'm not sure if it would have made a difference but that entire division stinks so I'm gonna say 
what if is not going to make any difference whatsoever when it comes to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they got the horses around this kid yet. Uh, speaking of uh, Barry Sanders or Matthew Stafford, to make it work, and they better hurry or, or, or they're going to they're gonna waste his entire career. What if? Dan Byers from Fox Sports Radio. There were yellow cards in football. We're getting a lot of uh, that uh, d- that uh, defense uh, uh, offensive interference call mm. that that cost Dallas in Week One. We're getting a lot of a lot of stuff here. They're trying to even out, in my opinion. Uh, they they're always going to weigh the scales, I believe, in the NFL towards the offense, because you know. 4039 probably sells more tickets than 1713. It's just the sure. way it is. <laughs> sure. But at the same time, these poor D-backs have been getting shoved around by guys almost twice their size and all, and the rules are kind of set against them. So then this year I think the pendulum is swinging even harder and they're saying uh holding and and uh, and all the penalties on the D-backs are are now kind of favoring uh, those D-backs a little bit. They're, they're keeping their eyes peeled. But what if they had a system where you go, bam, yellow card, here's what we're going to do. We're going to uh, – it's a catch, but it's only a 10-yard sure. catch. You know, well, or, or they uh, apply the penalty in these situations. How about the, the, the uh, penalty off the ball? Maybe they apply the 15 yards on the extra point or something like that. Are we going to see anything like that? I mean, I'm joking a little bit with the yellow card and red card, but could there be something where there's some adjustments that, that help? So it's not this constant pendulum swing between the deep aim, you know, helping the defense, then boom, helping the offense. Then three years later, boom, helping the defense. Uh, this this answer may surprise you, but I think that if you went to a soccer style pedal, uh, you know, penalty system, it would actually favor the defense for this reason is I think that referees and officials would be less likely to give multiple yellow cards to maybe some of the better defensive backs in the National Football League for fear of losing those players because of the multiple offenses. If you, if you, it, it reminds me of the Seahawks and the Legion of Boom a few years ago because they were so physical with Richard Sherman, you had Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas yeah. as the safeties. You yeah. had Byron Maxwell and Brandon Browner at times playing the other corner. And you can't call a penalty on every single play. So right. they would maybe get away with stuff. And if you did a yellow card sort of situation, it's like when LeBron gets five fouls early right. in the fourth quarter. He's not fouling out. Like, it's <laughs> not going to happen. You can protect all you want. But in your scenario, I actually think maybe it would force an official to – Maybe maybe let some things slide if a star defensive player was going to be yeah. committing the foul. Yeah, because you don't want to be the ump who tosses Jalen Ramsey from the game. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Stephon Gilmore, see you later. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, you can't do it. That brought to you by, incidentally, Dan Myers from uh, Fox Sports Radio. Miserati, the Jewish sports car. What if... Oh, we're wrapping it up. Look, we're, we're, we're making mincemeat of this. This is beautiful. What if baseball kept some of the short season rules like a shorter season would it be better or would it be blasphemous now they can't go down to 60 what if they went to 120 130 games is it going to kill everybody to start a little later start in may and maybe get out of this uh Fikakta, decide the playoffs by the end of september so we're not freezing our ass off at, at game two of the world series could it if happen that- 
if that happened, there would be no complaints from fans. Fans couldn't tell the difference between 162 and 144. All right. it would mean in my eyes would be more off days throughout the season. I think baseball still would have their window that they like having that, that opening day around early April because it's such a sign of spring and rebirth. But you also right. have to have this baby wrapped up by a Halloween. Like you don't want – you really don't want World Series going into November. So if you, even if you did sh shrink it, I don't know how much they would mess with the start and the end. I think that you would just see more off days in the middle for guys. But I'll tell you one thing, fans would not care one bit. And you know what they could do? Hey, we're on to something here, Dan Byer. They could take those off days around giant other events like the Kentucky Derby or something. Suddenly there's no baseball that weekend. Who gives sure. a rat's ass? Yeah, you know? Sunday on an NFL season. I don't know if you're aware of this. You went a perfect 12 for 12. What a score from Dan Bart. We've never had perfect before on what if, and this is only the second time we've done it. The first time we only did two of them. But still, perfect. And uh, uh, incidentally, uh, uh, what if brought to you by uh, another one of my real sponsors, Bet Online. The wait's over, folks. Football's back. Dan Byer knows that better than anybody. Uh, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online, Bet Online going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every imaginable type of bet this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today look at this weekend we got coming up you got the rams at the bills that's a great game titans and minnesota vikings can the vikings survive raiders and the patriots just the name value with that alone texans at the steelers who's going to survive that buccaneers at the broncos wow that's a battle of the bottom the cowboys at the seahawks come on man and then you got the late game the packers and the saints Wow, this is a heck of a weekend for football. You can get in on all the action. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. My guest today, the Badger Dan Beyer from Fox Sports Radio. Follow Dan on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Dan, what else you got cooking? When are the radio shows people can, can hear you? A bunch of different times. Sundays, we're in the thick of the NFL season now, 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 Pacific. Myself and former NFL tight end George Reister have you covered in Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. So that's every Sunday, 5 Eastern. The podcast you mentioned, me and Mike Harmon, our fantasy football podcast drops twice a week. It's called I Want Your Flex. You can get it uh, wherever you get your podcast. And you can hear me weekdays at the news desk as I'm uh, at the news desk uh, during the Doug Gottlieb show and uh, straight out of Vegas from uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time until 7 Eastern, giving you the latest headlines of the day, Chet. Boy, that's beautiful. And, you know, uh, Dan just hangs out at that, uh, like that uh, that uh, Sunday show, all those Fox old guys like uh, Terry Bradshaw and all. He's just waiting for one of them to fall over, jumping right in that chair. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much for coming on. Chet, it's been my pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. You got it. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. Follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Thanks to all of you for listening, really, truly. And thanks to my sponsors, Me Undies and Bet Online. Seriously, support them. 
get some comfortable me undies on, go sit at your computer, do some betting. If you want more of me this weekend, I'll be in Catnip, New Hampshire for the first round of the Autumn Leaves Challenge. Two neighbors, two front yards, first orange leaf to hit the turf winds. Make no mistake, it's war. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.